The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Join now and MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 100% bonus. Just use the promo code SGP100 to activate the offer. So visit MyBookie today. Play, win and get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Oddshark. Oddshark offer you free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff with betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. Follow them on Twitter at Oddshark and check them out at www.oddshark.com. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is the only mobile app that gives you the best chance to beat Vegas, get easily trackable line movement and see which team the public backs, view betting trends all day, calculate your return and follow your picks right from your device. So head over to betql.co and download the app. Hey guys, this is a very special edition of the EPL show. I hope you guys can excuse the background noise, but I desperately wanted to do a podcast here from the rocky steps here in Philadelphia, home of the Super Bowl champions. My name is Billy. This is the EPL show. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. As I said, this is the EPL show as i said i'm doing it from the rocky steps here in philadelphia um i'm on my holiday but didn't want to miss any of my podcasts had more podcasts than ever to do this week um on over on the day sheets it's ww SummerSlam this weekend so i have loads of podcasts to do building up for that that's why i'm i'm in philadelphia i'm actually in new york but i've decided to come down to philadelphia because i've done new york to death i've been there so many times never ever ever realized that philadelphia was only an hour and a half away so came down here to see the sites namely the Rocky Balboa statue and namely the Rocky Balboa steps which I'm doing this podcast from so it's a unique show I think I'm talking loud enough for you to hear everything I'm saying I hope the background noise isn't too much so let's crack on with this week's fixtures here on the EPL show first game that we have on the board for this week's EPL is Cardiff versus Newcastle Cardiff are 9-4 to four. The draw is 21 to 10, and Newcastle are 6 to 4. Um, neither team had a great start last week. Newcastle looked slightly better having the upper hand on Tottenham. Um, however, I think Cardiff might be a different proposition at home. It might have been a bit overwhelming to them starting their season away at a Premier League club, although Bournemouth certainly don't have a Premier League ground. Um, I do think Cardiff will fare better this week. I don't like Newcastle as a favourite away, and um, I'm going to to go with Cardiff plus one here for this one. I think uh, the odds there are one to two for that. I think Cardiff might be able to get something from this game. I think it could probably be a draw, but I think home advantage and the fact that it's the first home game for a newly promoted team will give Cardiff that extra edge. I do think Cardiff are going to go down this season, but um, if they start losing games at home to teams like Newcastle, then they're going to go down with a record low points total, under 20 points if they because they can't get anything from games like this. So Cardiff plus one for me here. Up next, Everton versus Southampton. Everton 17 to 20. The draw is 13 to 5. And Southampton are 15 to 4. I really like 
Everton to win this game here. I think Marco Silva's got his team together. I think there was a reason that Everton wanted him. I think the signings have been good. Uh, we're going to see probably more of them coming this week. Last week, we only got to really see Richarlison, but we might get to see Luca Dean this week and, um, and possibly a couple of others. Uh, I think there's more to see from Tosun. I think at the end of last season, he was just beginning to settle in. Even though he's a Sam Allardyce signing, I do think that he's going to fare well. Uh, I think Walcott hit the ground running for Everton last year and he'll continue to, to be fine this season. I think we haven't seen anything from Sigerson since he signed um, and the defence at Everton is solid Jordan Pickford's one of the top keepers in the Premiership in contrary to that Southampton didn't look like they could do anything last week until Danny Ings came on and if you're relying on Danny Ings who was not even a squad player at Liverpool couldn't even get on the subs bench then you will struggle and I think Southampton will struggle again this season I think Everton are going the other way I think Everton are going to be challenging for that top six because Arsenal don't look that good although ultimately finishing seventh and with that said with one team looking at 7th place and one team looking at 17th place I'm taking Everton to win this game here at 17-20 to 20. Up next, we've got Tottenham versus Fulham. And off the back of last week's results where Tottenham won and Fulham lost, and Fulham lost without looking very threatening or scoring a goal, Tottenham are at 2-7. to seven. The draw is at 5-1. to one, And Fulham are a massive 12-1 to one here. Um, Tottenham are returning to Wembley. Their ground is not ready. They have three games to play at Wembley. But that certainly won't be the problem it was last year. They did overcome those problems of playing at Wembley and by the end of the season it was a fortress I almost think it could be advantageous to Tottenham to play three games at Wembley to get their home fate their home their home form up and running and um, their first game in the new stadium is a free hit anyway because if they go there and lose to Manchester City um, nobody's really going to be surprised by that anyway so the first home game for Tottenham is a free hit the first real home game for Tottenham three games at Wembley when, and I would expect Tottenham to get seven points from those and I certainly expect them to beat Fulham. Don't know where to go with a bet here. Um, I think I would probably go with Tottenham to win to nil at even money. Uh, Tottenham are looking decent defensively. They did they did let in a sloppy goal against Newcastle, but in terms of personnel, Aurier and uh, either Ben Davis or Danny Rose, uh, a decent centre-back pairing of uh, Sanchez and Vertonghen with uh, Alderweireld there in the background. Uh, Dan, uh, Eric Dyer can slot into centre-back or Eric Dyer can just go and sit in front of the back four as he does. Um, it's a solid, solid-looking Tottenham team. Very, very surprised with the people that they brought back last week um, in time for the game. I originally picked Newcastle plus one, but um, always check lockbetting.com because if there's any changes or if I want to put out any late free picks, um, I will put them up on that website. Obviously, there are betting packaging there, packages on there where you can pay for picks, uh, but there are a lot of free picks as well. All of the free picks I gave away one, and sometimes the free picks will be picks that I feel really strongly about on the EPL show, or sometimes they may be things that just come to me um, because I've heard of form or I've heard of team news or injuries or whatever. Um, so it can all change. So make sure you check lockbetting.com before kickoff. But my pick here for now is uh, Tottenham to nil. Moving on from that, uh, looking at the, the next game here on the schedule, we have West Ham going up against Bournemouth. West Ham got stuffed last week by Liverpool 4-0. They come home now against Bournemouth who won. They're 21-20. The draw is 13-5 and Bournemouth are 14-5. 
I think that Bournemouth will be comfortable here um, and we may get a very, very open game. They don't need anything from this. West Ham need to win it more. Pellegrini will be desperate for a positive start at home. I think we could see an open game and that will probably lead to both teams to score at four to six here. It is a favourite. Um, I don't really like it at that short a price, but I don't think the defences here look particularly good. Bournemouth weren't penetrated last week, but they were playing against Cardiff, who are probably the poorest team in the Premier League. And of course, West Ham United went on to go on and concede four goals against Liverpool and, and didn't look very good defensively at all. It will certainly take time for that defence to gel. It will certainly take time for the new signings to gel. But in the meantime, I like four to six. And if you want a secondary bet on this, with all those great players signed up at West Ham, the likes of Jack Wilshire. Um, sorry about the background noise here. As I said, I'm doing it from Philadelphia and it's been fine so far until we just got um, a couple of police sirens there in the background. So I apologise for that one. Um, but yeah, I was just saying there's lots of new signings at West Ham and uh, I do expect them to gel together and I do expect them to win games against the likes of Bournemouth. So I would narrowly lean toward West Ham, but I'm very, very optimistic about taking both teams to score in this game between West Ham and Bournemouth. Moving on from there to what is probably the marquee game of the weekend. My lock from last week, Chelsea going up against Arsenal. I landed lock and parlay last week. Didn't get my dog, which is Arsenal. So this is my lock versus my dog from last week. I actually went 10 and 2 last week. I don't think I have gloated in about that one enough. I'm going to save it for the uh, for the end of the show where we'll run through that again and see how I managed to go 10 and 2 in the opening week of the EPL. Uh, back to this game, Chelsea 4 to 5. The draw is 3 to 1 and Arsenal are 7 to 2. Looking at the way these two teams played last week, there is only really one way to go. Chelsea are only going to get better. More World Cup players coming back. Willian's going to get fitter. Morata's going to gel more, even though he didn't go to the World Cup. He he looked like he needed to find his feet. He looked like he needed to find his confidence. He looks like he might be ready to score a goal in this game. And of course, the main man, Eden Hazard, will probably be returning for 90 minutes. Uh, the goalkeeper, Kepa, looks solid, even though he had very little to do. Obviously, Chelsea have two of the best fullbacks in the Premiership. Uh, looking at the size, Chelsea are better than Arsenal all over the pitch on paper. I think Arsenal may have the slight edge when it comes to their striker, Aubameyang, but obviously he would need the service to make an impact. So essentially you're talking about one player in the Arsenal team that would get into the Chelsea team, whereas the other 10 would all come from Chelsea. To me, that just only leads to one result. And looking at the form of the suicides going into this game, I am loving Chelsea again at 4-5. Loving them so much, it could actually be my lock for the second week in a row. So that's Chelsea to beat Arsenal at 4-5. to five. Moving on from there, we move on to Sunday's games where we will start with Burnley versus Watford. Once again, this is only a Sunday game because Burnley play Europa League and I think we could see a similar kind of outcome again. 6-4 uh, Burnley, 23-10 Watford, 21-10 the draw, but I like under two and a half goals. I think whilst Burnley continue to do this Thursday-Sunday routine, it's going to be distracting for them. They're going to be playing games that they, that they don't want to lose and eventually... 
they will come up against sides that will beat them they won't be able to sit back keep the game tight and um, and try and nick it uh, when they can they're, they're going to concede a goal and then they're going to be in trouble I think Burnley are in a relegation scrap this season I don't think they're going to go down I think the manager's too good I think there's too much camaraderie there between the players I think that they're a good unit but they are not good enough to be doing the Thursday Sunday routine and I think they will suffer I don't think they'll lose this game um, on Sunday necessarily but I do think it's going to lead to a boring conservative game that neither want to lose Watford are coming off this with uh, coming into this game off a win they'll be happy with a draw I think Burnley will be happy not to lose I think everything here points to under two and a half goals just as it did last week with Burnley and Southampton and that's going to be my pick for this one moving on to the next game of the weekend um, this one will be televised Manchester City versus Huddersfield Manchester City without Kevin De Bruyne which makes the likes of Liverpool and Manchester United much better picks now to win the Premier League hasn't been much price movement off the back of the news that Kevin De Bruyne is going to be out for four months and that is shocking to me that Liverpool's still available at 4-1 Man United as big as 14-1 and Chelsea as big as 20-1 uh, Manchester City a ridiculous price to win this game at 1-10 to uh, even if you try and take the handicap of minus one you're going to get stuck getting um, getting a silly price like 1-4 to four, really meaning that there, there isn't really a bet for anyone to go for in this game um, I am going to go for Manchester City to nil uh, they didn't concede in the community shield they didn't concede against Arsenal I think defensively they look much more solid than they did last year um, Laporta and Stones look to be building some kind of partnership um, it's what Guardiola's always wanted he's always wanted two footballers back there they have a plethora of options to play uh, even if De Bruyne is not there Bernardo Silva looks like he can fill in midfield David Silva's looking to come back uh, Fernandinho will be will be present as well uh, Sane and Sterling as well in the squad obviously a goal's coming from Aguero Jesus on the bench tons and tons there to get through the likes of Huddersfield and uh, I think they'll do it without conceding a goal here at 1-2 to two. Moving on from there, we have Brighton versus Manchester United, which be which will be the game on Sunday, and I'll be watching that just before I head off to WWE SummerSlam. Brighton are nine to two. The draw is thirteen to five, and Manchester United are three to four. Didn't see anything from Brighton at Watford last week. Didn't really see too much from Man United, and Man United were fortunate to get that win against Leicester. They looked comfortable for most of the game, despite conceding possession. But at the end, they looked very, very, very tired. The extra day to rest will be helpful here. Players like Lingard and Lukaku coming back will be helpful here. Um, despite all the press coverage that Man United are getting, despite the civil war between Mourinho and the board, and even some of the players like Paul Pogba, despite all of that, I do think sometimes conflict that brings people together and I do think Manchester United will continue on on a winning streak here and be able to win at Brighton a ground where they lost last season but I do like Man United to win this game at 3-4 to four. Moving on to the final game that we are going to cover and it is featuring the league leaders Liverpool going up against Crystal Palace who also won this week pa uh, last week sorry Palace are at home and they are 13-2 to two. the draw is 4-1 to one, and Liverpool are 1-2 to two. Coming off that performance last week, even though Crystal Palace hasn't been a good ground for Liverpool, I can't see past Liverpool winning this game. Um, I think one to two is a bit short, but getting the extra days rest, having a lot of players that actually 
didn't even didn't go to the World Cup or came back from the World Cup early like uh, Mo Salah, like Firmino didn't play much, like Mane that only played three games. Having new signings in midfield that didn't go to the World Cup. You have Van Dijk in defence who's completely fresh. Um, Allison looks like a really good signing in goal. They have a load of fullbacks to choose from. Robinson, uh, Robertson, sorry, on the left. Uh, Klein on the right. Uh, Alexander Arnold on the right. This is now a really really good squad with players waiting to come in. People like Jordan Henderson can't get in the team. Uh, people like Naby Keita that have hit the ground running. People like Fabinho that can't make the team. Uh, people like Shakiri that can't make the team. Liverpool look really, really decent and I would be very surprised if their momentum is halted here all of a sudden by uh, by a shock result against Crystal Palace. So I'm going to keep it simple here and just take Liverpool to win this game at 1-2 at Crystal Palace on the Monday Night Football game. So with all that done and dusted let's move on to the lock dog parlay but before we do that let's have a look at exactly how we did last week so here we are let's have a look exactly how we've done last week and to bring it up started with manchester united to win that was one and oh but we went one and one early when jamie vardy scored a goal in injury time to help to sorry stop us from landing the under two and a half goals which is unfortunate so we're one and one there tottenham to win that was edited over at lockbetting.com so make sure you check out there it was the only one that was edited uh, once we saw the team news had to pick tottenham two in one Bournemouth made it three and one. Palace plus one made it four and one. Chelsea, the lock, made it five and one. Watford made it six and one. Everton plus one made it seven and one. Liverpool to win and over two and a half goals made it eight and one. Southampton and Burnley under two and a half goals made it nine and one. Arsenal let us down. Uh, we took Arsenal and Manchester City, both teams to score. That made us nine and two. And Sadio Mane to score any time like he has done for the last three seasons now. Four goals in the opening day on the last three seasons made us 10 and two. Fantastic week, fantastic start. I hope you all made money on that. I hope you all got on it just the way we wanted to start the EPL season. So let's see how we do this week with those picks and moving on to the most important part of the show now, the lock dog parlay. The lock for me is is uh, pretty self-explanatory. I touched on it earlier on and um, yeah, I really, really do like Chelsea to beat Arsenal. I just think looking at the way the two teams played last week, I just think looking at them, looking at them on paper, I think notoriously Chelsea have had Arsenal's numbers number over the last 10, 15 years and uh, I just like that to carry on. It's, it's going to be a really, really tough start for Unai Emery and Arsenal if they do start with two losses but personally, I can't see anything else. There are other locks that I'm interested in. Yes, I like Manchester United uh, I like Manchester City to nil, but um, I think they could be more parlay, parlay selections for me. And I'm going to play safe and stick with my back-to-back Chelsea locks. So Chelsea last week landed for me. Let's hope it does again. On paper, can't see anything else but a Chelsea win at home to Arsenal at 45. And that is my lock for this week. My parlay already alluded to one of the selections I was going to go for, and that is uh, Manchester City to nil. Uh, I'm going to take Tottenham straight up as a safe bet there. And I'm going to finish the parlay off with Jose Mourinho's Manchester United. Uh, may seem kind of risky to some of you, but I, I just have a strong feeling that United will win at three to four. So that is two to seven. 
one to two and three to four, a $50 treble there or $50 parlay will turn you $170 off that. Uh, I really like that bet. So that's going to be my parlay for the week. Uh, moving on, last but, lot ne- last but not least, we're going to look at the dog. Um, ironic here, as we do it at the place where the biggest underdog in sports, even though it is fantasy, uh, Rocky Balboa was. So the Rocky Balboa statue. So this week I'm going to call it the uh, the Rocky Balboa underdog of the week. And uh, that makes me really want to win this one. And uh, it's really tough looking up and down the board to find an underdog for this week. However, I am going to go for a really big one here. I'm going to go for Burnley versus Watford on Sunday to finish a draw. Not only am I going to go for the draw, I'm going to go for the draw and under two and a half goals. So there's only two draws that I can even get here. So it have to be Burnley and Watford to draw nil-nil or Burnley and Watford to draw 1-1. And that is a whopping 7-2. to two. Um, So yeah, really putting it out there with the dog this week. I think the inspiration comes from where I'm sitting here on the Rocky Balboa steps. Obviously a very famous underdog. So yeah, going for a, stick my neck out, going for a draw and a low scoring draw. So you can get that selection uh, over at Bet365, over at Skybet and probably most of your US books as well uh, or just bet it differently just bet both scores bet nil nil and one all you should be able to get the nil nil at about eight to one you should be able to get the one all at about seven to one so you should be looking at a healthy profit either way if that comes in um, just can't see either team winning and just definitely cannot see goals in that one as well so there you go that's my lock dog parlay for this week or lock parlay Rocky Balboa underdog um, obviously next week we'll be back as usual won't be sitting out here on the steps of uh, the Rocky Balboa steps out here in Philadelphia with this background noise I just really fancied doing it um, just didn't have time really to, to spend sitting around the hotel had a really really early start was going to find the quiet place to do it but I thought fuck it let's podcast off the Rocky Balboa steps let's do something weird and wacky and uh, that's what we've done I hope it's not been too bad hope you're all able to listen to the picks and uh, hopefully um, Philadelphia don't win the Super Bowl this year and Carson Wentz gets injured early and Nick Foles comes in and has a terrible season because he is actually a terrible player and I don't actually understand how he uh, how he pulled that form out of his ass uh, right at the end of um, at the Super Bowl last season so um, fuck Philadelphia fuck the Philadelphia Eagles and go pack go go pack go come on Aaron Rodgers fucking win this one for us thanks for listening guys 